Um, I was uh, thought I would uh, uh, mention something which was quite funny the other day. I was uh, we met up with my family, and Finn and I were walking. Finn's my nephew. Everyone actually who listens to the show knows who Finn is. Um, Finn is my sixteen-year-old nephew, and um, I love him. I love him dearly. And uh, he was saying, I said, oh, he, <laughs> I said I'd been running or something the day before, and he goes, oh, how are you? <laughs> he did this thing. It was so cute. How are your uh, knee, hips, knees. <laughs> and he basically went through <laughs> his various body parts. Just looked at you and went, it could be anything at your age. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlife. So I was, uh, I was going to talk about something. I wonder if we should give it a go. Let's try. I um, So th- it's a bit weird because there are thing, aspects of this that you know already, but listeners don't mm-hmm. so uh, i'm going to try and avoid it sort of pretense um, yeah anyway one of the things that i remember from many years ago there's a choreographer called rosemary lee and rosemary lee is a remarkable just fabulous human being and while many years ago she had this symposium maybe it was like 2012 maybe 13 this symposium and it was about care and in the symposium one of the kind of main speakers was a physician whose name is I think it's Raymond Tallis. One of the things, the only thing I remember that he said was, uh, the gist of it is, every form filled is an opportunity for care lost. Mm. He's talking about... Medical forms, the, yeah, yeah. The medical system. Yeah. yeah. And so I've had a pretty interesting week because, a week and a bit, because on Tuesday, so this was just yesterday, I submitted an application to or what's called an emergency allocation request to New Zealand's quarantine system, which is called MIQ, love an acronym, Managed Isolation and Quarantine. And it'll be in the show notes, but MIQ has um, been one of the reasons New Zealand has, until very recently, remained almost COVID-free. Um, it's a pretty strict quarantine system, so you... Um, get a place in it and then spend two weeks in a hotel somewhere somewhere in New Zealand and then get tested all the time and then you're out. And when you say somewhere in New Zealand, that somewhere can be a long way away from where you're aiming to be in New Zealand, right? As far as I understand it, this is where I've got a little bit confused in the form filling. My, my, my thought or my thinking or the rationale is that you enter into either one of two places, Christchurch or Auckland. Auckland's probably the most likely it's the biggest city and then you get bust or flown as part of a bubble to the area that you're going to end up and so this is an emergency request and the reason it's an emergency request is because a couple of weeks ago my um i found out that my mother has been as you know lee has been diagnosed with terminal cancer um and she has uh uh weeks slash months to live and it's been pretty hard <laughs> Um, but it seemed like I wanted, I thought it was a good thing to talk about because there couldn't be anything more midlife than the death of a parent. And, um, uh, so I, uh, yeah, here I am having a go. 
So we had a conversation about the um, this this scenario effectively. <laughs> we did. And we did it probably. It was all hypothetical yeah, then. Yeah, it was a couple of ooh, probably about six weeks ago. I guess we'll it'll be in the show notes which which episode it was that we talked about it. But we were talking about it in relationship to uh, the 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 climate emergency and and Simon's. Your your resistance to uh, to imagine yourself being able to take another long haul flight in the context of of this um, imagined uh, scenario of needing to be yeah. with your mum at the end of her life, and, and now yeah. now we're somewhere else. And I, I I I wanted to say that out loud, and I wanted to address it explicitly not in an attempt to call you out and go so call, call me a two-faced prick what's it like being being a hypocrite um <laughs> what's but, it like when when the shit hits the fan for all your values to just go flying out the window so now now that you've discovered you have no integrity how do you feel about yourself is that harder than not being able to run <laughs> So <laughs> that's not why I said that. So it, I, I, it, it was more that I didn't really want anybody to be listening and going, "Hang about, record scratch." Didn't he just, just say? So here I was thinking I was going to be talking about the difficulty of the death of a parent, and and here you are talking about how I'm a complete fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You really you put you really put the F back into friendship, don't you? <laughs> Oh, oh, no. I know it's something that you, because, you know, we, we have talked about this, not, not, not while we've been recording, but, um, I know it's something that is, yeah, just how you square that way of being with this, this Mm. present way of being. And the thing that, that I, I'm struck by is that every day that we wake up, we're not the person that we were yesterday. Ah, And we don't, you know, we don't. We, we kind of we have a memory of that person and we probably have a memory of that the ideals that that person had but I think they're all pretty much contextual aren't they yeah I sent that episode to a friend of mine who lives in um, Dunedin mm-hmm. uh, his name's Jim Jim and I have uh, known each other a long time and we mostly our conversations are about climate change mm. or as you describe accurately the climate emergency and we both, uh, yeah, we see eye to eye, and um, I sent him that episode because I knew it would interest him. I then also told him that the timing was very odd. In fact, if you look at the episode, it says this episode was recorded on, and it's the only episode that says when it was recorded. And the reason was my mum got a bit sick between us recording and then publishing or whatever, dropping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's hard to say that. Take myself seriously, frankly. Although you'll be saying it's hard for me. It's hard to take me seriously at all, anyway. Now, um, and uh, <laughs> and and the reason was because it would have been weird for you know someone, I guess, in my family to hear me talking about something hypothetical when, yeah. in fact, at that time it wasn't hypothetical. Even though it wasn't clear what was going on with Mum, it was just that she was a bit sick. Mm-hmm. And so he listened, and he also had this information about my mother, whose name is Gabriel, by the way, Gabriel Ellis, and. Um, he said, oh, man, he goes, I wouldn't worry too much about the flight. Um, he goes, you live in incredibly low footprint. Um, seems like uh, that's, a, that's a very small thing uh, in the larger scheme of things. And, of course, you know, he's, he's certainly right in terms of um, 
kind of industrial scale, uh, industrial level use of um, fossil fuels. It was really lovely of him in a way because I think he was trying to reassure me. But at the same time, I think he was squaring up to a particular kind of a moral problem. I think it's a moral problem or felt like a moral problem for me. And then a few weeks later, you know, whatever it was, a couple of weeks ago when mum had this diagnosis, uh, my initial thought was that I wouldn't go. Uh, in part because mum said that she didn't think it was, she said it was okay not to. And that was mum being a mother, that extraordinary, uh, I guess, concern for the well-being of uh, <laughs> uh, her children. And then I just, as I thought about it, I was just thinking, um, I think there's nothing more. I don't have... There's very little I want to say to my mother. She and I have said so much over many years, but just the the idea of being physically present with her um, as she um, as she dies, as she as she um, you know enters this very final these final stages, this very last phase of her life. Uh, I can't think of anything I'd rather do more than to be close to her and to and to share that time with her. Um, so yeah, I'm, and of course this is all so hypothetical in the sense that it's not clear that I will necessarily get into the country through this emergency application request or whatever it is to um, to MIQ. So we're having this conversation in this strange limbo moment where you don't know what's because it, it, what's the timescale for you finding out. So I applied on Tuesday. So it's it's Wednesday night tonight, 22nd of September. I applied yesterday morning. And apparently, I didn't know this, but I, apparently I should hear within three working days. Mm-hmm. But you only apply for an emergency or an EAR, uh, allocation request, for um, if you would plan to travel within um, two weeks. Right. And so say I hear on Friday, I would then book a flight and be gone by Tuesday. Wow. Wow. And then arrive two days later effectively or a day later but then you lose a day you never get those days back when you fly um, that far and um, spend two weeks in a hotel somewhere yeah so it's a very it's I couldn't I mean maybe there's enough in the story in a way but I couldn't it's 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 a pretty odd as you say limbo it's a very strange experience and partly because I'm thinking it's pretty likely that they'll say no not because there's any problem with my application but because there just aren't enough places Okay, I'm sorry. I'm 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 kind of I'm I'm I just got stuck behind that. They the it's pretty likely that they'll say no because that hadn't occurred to me. I'd assumed no. it was pretty likely that they'd say yes because I don't know what 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 counts as an emergency otherwise. Oh yeah, there's uh, it's you know this is this is one of the things. It's one of those hard edges of bureaucracy which uh, which don't reflect being human and yet they have to exist mm-hmm. because there has to be there have to be lines drawn and the rationale is that is to visit someone who is um dying terminally ill and that they must be dying within 6 months okay so you have to provide evidence that that is the case um and then of course there'll be all sorts of you can imagine all sorts of um, gray areas. I mean, physicians can't make those; they don't know. No. They know based on experience, a sort of an approximate thing. But then that's not the way humans are. Some no. live less time, some live longer. 
um, but it's a very, uh, very black and white line in a very grey world. So yeah, I'm in the I'm in the middle of that. Um... Oh, Lee. <sighs> I don't know how to talk to you about this, Simon. I don't, I don't know how to be with you in this conversation, partly because I think the conversation is a conversation we've had um, sure. before. So, yeah. so, so, so it's, it's, slightly, it's slightly false in a way, isn't oh, it? It's, but it's, it's also, it's really not. And I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to sort of ask, I'm trying to ask things rather than just sort of sit with you and be with you mm. in this moment. Because I, mm. I think the, what you're offering here is such a, I think it's such a kindness to people. I think the whole thing that I'm hearing right now is a kindness. So mm. I'm thinking about the kindness of your mum saying, it's okay, you don't need to come. I think there's the kindness of, of you saying, yeah, I really do need to. I think there's also it feels like want it's so interesting I don't know the difference but it's like I want to more than need to I don't know if there's any difference there but anyway keep going I think that's what kindness is though isn't it it's like wanting to rather than needing to yeah I think there's also for me um, there's the kindness that will happen about being with your mum as she's dying Mm. because she's Mm. going to give you a such a gift there about learning how to negotiate those days for yourself later on yeah because yeah. it's you know we 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 can only rehearse this mo- this bit through other people's bodies. We don't get to do it through our own, do we? Yeah, it's a strange sort of trainer wheel situation. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. But but that's 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 the that's that other bit of, of kindness. And so so I was then then yeah. So that's that sort of that's why it doesn't feel false it doesn't feel like a falsehood when we're having a conversation that is like kind of locked inside of kindness from my perspective anyway and then mm. i i'm i'm also becoming aware that we started this podcast in the teeth of a global lockdown and this is really the first time that covid19 has actually properly impacted our lives hasn't it I mean, oh, interesting you yeah, and you and me and and i mean that in the sense of We've heard numerous conversations from. Well, I'm, I'm saying we. Uh, the we there yeah, is people. Me, or people have been really sick. You know, yeah. friends who have been really but sick. This is it. I'm, th- I'm thinking. Me and Bob have friends who actually some of whom are still ill with the with kind of long COVID, and uh, we've got friends who've lost family, um, and we've we've we know people who've died of COVID, but all of it has been at least one person removed. So it's kind of been down the corridor from us rather than right with us. And then it's a very hmm. particular, it's a very particular part of the pandemic to be uh, affected by as well. It's, it's the machinations of a country um, that has gone about a very, um, you know, very particular way of responding to it. um, And by, you know, this desire to stamp it out which it did for eight months. It was, it didn't exist. Um, and so it's a, it's, it's, so it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's bumping into a bureaucracy and, or a set of or policy that really I support. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel any, you know, ill will no. to uh, those policies. I'm not sure. It doesn't seem to be me to be sustainable. It seems crazy that, 
on the one hand, we're just like living free as birds and with, you know, 30,000 new cases a day and 100 plus people dying every day. And in New Zealand, they've got, you know, 17 new cases today or 21 new cases, you know. And so the, the discrepancy there seems bizarre but that's by and by from what i'm from my personal experience that just that's i was thinking that long before mum was uh mum got sick yeah and i i don't think i was the the kind of praise i just did of of the, of the last 18 months wasn't based on like ha ah, look we did it right <laughs> because no no i wasn't well, hearing that yeah you know, we really didn't but it is it, it's that curious <laughs> thing that i think it's it, it's taken us this long to god how lucky to you know to to have a moment where we're in the teeth of something and go oh yeah so yeah. that's that's what happens when you can't get to or or you know potentially can't get to be with like somebody it's, a, it's, a, it's so interesting because it hasn't it, it just hasn't really been on my mind that aspect you know um it's i, I think this is i don't know it's a little bit i think this is my I think this is generally my response to um, policies, which is okay. Well, that's that's what that's what's happening now. Um, I don't like that. I like that. I, I prefer this or that. But this is the policy, so it's pretty much out of my control now. Uh, I'm just going to get on with. So, I, I, you know, it's a little bit like that. I haven't felt like that, but partly also because I'm just grieving. Yeah. Like I'm just, you know, just doing that beautiful terrifying uncertain bursting into tears at the most bizarre moments and then just and then that wave passing i mean it's it's just beautifully but it's uh hard <laughs> and i'd forgotten i'd forgotten that grieving happens before something it's such a you know I, i'd forgotten that and it's such an obvious thing but it's uh i just wouldn't wish it away at all and yet i'd love for, for mum to live longer but at the same time she's had a rich and difficult and beautiful and fun and and uh mixed up and messy and ordered life you know the, uh, she's she's a human being and I, so <laughs> if you know what i mean you know it's just a life it's the life of a human and um something there to 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 mourn and celebrate and i just yeah fuck don't know what else there's to say. I don't think there's much to say. <laughs> I think it's... I think trying to, you know, trying to reach for platitudes or try to, you know, to try to, to tie this up or put a button on it or, or have some kind of moment that can have the ding, 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 would be crass. I mean, I know I'm going to have to try and do that in an edit at some point. Yeah, I, I, I just keep I just keep bumping up against kindness, Simon, and that you, yeah, you being able to find the 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 space. I mean, to to talk about to talk about grieving as beauty, and that's lovely because I think mm. I think saying that out loud to people um, allows allows us to hear because my experience of grief isn't beautiful. But my experience of grief is completely different to the to the grieving that you're talking about, because the grieving that I think I've done the the the, the grieving that doesn't reflect what you're talking about the the notion of beauty because I think I can yeah I, I think I can imagine what you when you talk about there is is the grieving of the 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 miscarriages because they they become about um, 
Mm. They become about something that wasn't because the thing that you just described yeah. um, about your mum and, and the way you just enumerated her life, it just sounds so rich, you know, and it mm. sounds so full and that's, you know, that, that potential to get beauty from it. And then um, the, the beauty from the idea of, um, of grief, not beauty from a life, of course. Mm. And then the, oh, I wish I'd not said that. I'm going to cut that out. That, that's, that's awkward. Yeah, I don't like that. Why? I uh, just felt self-serving, Simon. That felt like a really self-serving thing to say, and I don't, I don't usually feel that way when I talk about it. It felt, um, it felt really. Uh, oh, I've got really hot. Uh, it felt really dishonest, and even though it's a true story, it felt really dishonest and disingenuous, and like I was trying to have skin in the fight of the conversation about loss, and that felt really oh. weird. Oh, oh! This, oh, it did, oh, oh! I see. Oh, that was a. That's um. I think that's a. I, well, it, it, whether you are, whether you were trying or not, I think it's a very. Um, it's a very human thing to do, isn't it? To and I, you know, it's interesting you use the metaphor of skin in the, you know, skin in the fight <laughs> or skin in the game, given what we've just been talking about. But I don't. I don't know. I don't. I think in a way that a lot of those things depend on the nature of a relationship. Uh, I think, you know, because I don't, I think we have a pretty strong friendship, uh, um, which has been um, forged in the crucible of podcasting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That famous, that famous place where one battles and becomes a man. Yes. I think it's Mordor, just south of Mordor is podcast Landia. Um, yeah, I think in a way I don't I I don't feel that. I don't I th- I think it would be I think we're trying to figure something out mm. and understand it for each other and um I feel supported by you and um loved by you. I don't so I don't Yeah, I, I it would be very hard for me to misread that or to go, "Hey, what are you talking about?" Mm. You know. I think you you occupy a place of generosity in the way you listen to people, though, Simon. You all, you not often... all the time, just to be clear. Well, no, because <laughs> just you in can... case Lil's listening, <laughs> and also so... all those people who've slighted you because they've said something a little uh... <laughs> <laughs> well remembered. Oh, see, I do listen. I pay attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, yes, exactly. No, but I, I, I think so. I keep a spreadsheet of people who have slighted me, and they, you know, it's a ladder. I'm moving them up and down. <gasps> okay. Uh, I'm so confused. I've never put a ladder in a spreadsheet. I'm so confused right now, but I can't really work Excel. I discovered that today when I was just trying to reduce the number of modules that I was looking at. I was like, oh, fucking hell, I can't do this. I'm just going to get a highlighter pen and print it out and realize that that's not how Excel works. I'll have to take that off my CV. Knows how to work Excel. I have uh, I have a um, one to five scale for my um, uh, aptitude with software on my CV. Do you? I love yeah, so that. Ones that are you know one a uh, one is something which I've downloaded. <laughs> it's basically a, it's basically a, it's basically a Kinsey scale for my ability with software. <laughs> 
super gay with Final Cut Pro, very heterosexual when it comes to Microsoft Word, etc. I really <laughs> love that you have just decided that super gay would be the thing that would suggest uh, capability and competency. You know, this heteronormative bullshit, just like, oh, kick that motherfucker to the curb. Yeah, super gay meant really good, okay. like expert. Yeah. Which yeah. is, is so not 2006 because... It's also so not uh, what I would have said as a 15-year-old, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm super gay at that software. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean I'm excellent. <laughs> really good at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the freedom and joy of midlife, eh? Well, yeah, because uh, you just can stop giving... Well, not not totally stop giving a but, shit because I did. Did Rhett's Roger about that stuff? De- oh, flying! Fi- did you fire say truck. fire truck? Yeah, I was going to go with a flying fisherman's fuck. Oh, yeah, I like that. I look so illiterate, alliterative, isn't it? <laughs> I'm so illiterate, but that is so alliterative. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, the worst one of the worst things about these conversations is that I've um, taken to basically having an ear out for possible so- show titles the entire <laughs> conversation. So I've got a certain amount of CPU dedicated to sh- possible show titles. <laughs> and you'll be pleased to know I've got little bits of my brain that's going. Going to cut that out. Edit. Going to get that out. Cut that out. <laughs> if I just pull that to there and that to there, oh, that will make a sentence. <laughs> Uh, the joys of non-linear editing in uh, real time as one is, yes. 